Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast where we've been talking to people about who they had to become in order to achieve the success that they've achieved. And I'm very, very excited today to have Alex Pauls with me here all the way from uh, cold Calgary, though it's I think it's just as bad here in Chicago right now. I don't know. I'll bet you 20 bucks it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to someone in Salt Lake City earlier today and it's been warmer there than it's been in Texas. I think everything's a little... uh, Messed up, but I'm so excited that you're here because I've gotten to know you over the past uh, couple of months. I met you at a networking event and, you know, you were you and your wife, who was one of the people I ticked off. Like, oh my God, I got to talk to these folks. And it's kind of been a whirlwind from there getting involved in my upcoming event as sponsors and speakers, joining a group program, watching what you guys have already done to change your business to be poised for all these amazing things. So before we dive into holy cow, how is this all working? Uh, Why don't you tell everybody a little bit more official introduction to who you are and what you and your wife do? Sure. Thanks, Erin. I'm Alex Pauls. I'm with uh, KP Design. My better half is Kathy Pauls. She's been working at KP Design for about 20 years now, and I've been on board for about um, a year and a half. So it's been amazing. It's it's fantastic. I'm doing all the stuff that she hates to do. And she's doing all the stuff that I'm really terrible at. So I guess we'll dive into that as we go, right? Well, And that's one of the things that I really liked about you guys right from the beginning, because I've worked with partners before. I've worked with married couples in business before. And one of the big mistakes I watched them make over and over again, is they're so excited to be doing something together, that they do everything together instead of that divide and conquer. And so when you joined and and we know, I know her, she's not here today, but she is the artistic creative brain in the designs (laughs) side (laughs) of the business. She's the wizard of Oz. She really is. I mean, I've seen her work and it's absolutely amazing, but was that a natural thing that happened when you guys started? We'll just start, jump right into it because I think there's a lot of, partnerships and marriages out there working together that are really going to benefit from that. So is a natural division of labor? Uh, You know what? Uh, We've been married for uh, 21 years, 22 years now. And the thing that we've always noticed is that like we're kind of opposite and that's why we attract and everything that she's good at, I'm not really good at. And it's just natural. And then to take that into the business I really like when I came aboard, all I did was back engineer all the stuff that she doesn't want to do, but a web design company needs done. Mm -hmm. 
And that, and that's how I went about it. I went on LinkedIn and I just looked at, you know, other uh, jobs for basically my position. And I just reverse engineered the best me that I could be. Oh, and, I then love I, that. and then I just hit the books as hard as I could because I love learning. Well, and I love how you said you did that. But one of the things you did, you did some research. Sure, yeah. You did some research. And a lot of people, um, one of the things I've said, and, and actually you were at that intensive, the number one reason entrepreneurs aren't successful is they don't plan for it. They just go start doing things. And yeah, that's great. You're taking action, but there's no like intention behind it. There was no planning behind it. There was no research behind it. So we don't even know if it's the right thing. So that's a very inquisitive way to have created your job description. Right. And so I took everything that I, that I could bring and we grew our business by at least twofold last year. Okay. So then I, around December, I, I, I set this intention that I was going to look for someone that's going to help us, you know, get to that next level. And here's my plug for <laughs> how much I, I care about I heard that story. I haven't <laughs> heard that That's hysterical. It, it's true. It, it's very true. And this is kind of my testimonial to, um, you know, it just, it hit us in the gut when we saw you at the networking event that you're that you're that person that I set the intention on. So That's thank so you. Well, and I love how, um, you know, we've talked about that through the several weeks working together, putting the intention out there and things showing up. You guys are pretty clear about what you want and what you don't want. I mean, there's stuff to figure out and we've shaved a few things off and changed how we talked about a few things, but you guys have been pretty clear about what you're trying to build. Yeah, exactly. Like Kati has things that she loves to do. And I, I take, I take on business a little bit differently. I'm even from my corporate days. Um, I'm definitely more emotionally involved with clients, with people. And I know that it's a weakness and I'm doing my best to turn it in into a big strength because the thing, honestly, the thing that sets me apart from other people is that I genuinely care. Like, yeah. it's not just about money. It's about me helping you grow your business. And that's actually what really excites me. Well, in having talked to her, she's also on the creative side, really wants people to be so in love with the work that she's done for them. Yes. And, and have that same level of attachment. And I think people feel that, you know, I met someone else at that event um, and we ended up talking about you guys. Just, she had that same feeling. And right. I think when you know that's who you are, even when you do the right business things, and sometimes you have to remove emotion to take, make some good business decisions, but it doesn't go away. I mean, you still are who you are. Right. I think we always joke about the fact that we're both firstborns and mm. firstborns are very different. Like, I don't know if you're a firstborn, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. you know, we are people pleasers. We want to please our parents. We want, you know, we, we want to bring honor to the family. That's, you know, we just, everything that we do, we, we try and uh, please somebody. I don't know. It's just in our DNA. Maybe it's the whole Canadian thing. That too. And I definitely say, I'm sorry at the beginning of every meeting. So <laughs> just get it out of the way. Yeah. Just get so it out I want to switch gears a little bit on you. Okay. You left a job. 
to join your wife in a business she had had for quite some time. What was, I call it jumping off the cliff. Like you jumped off the cliff. Why in the world did you leave a job or not go get another job? Why, what in the world made you decide, you know what, screw that. I'm going to hold, try this whole entrepreneur thing. That's a, that's a good question. And it's an interesting journey. Like I've actually jumped off a few cliffs already. So we should probably start with the biggest cliff that I jumped off of. And that was my uh, previous uh, career. Uh, I started off as a power electrician, and then I went into an engineering role. I did that for six years, sat in a cubicle until finally there was just nowhere else to go. There was no more ability to grow. And I had to do the scariest thing ever, which was walk away from six weeks vacation, six figure salary, sick days, pe- pension, uh, what else? Like everything, full benefits, right? And I, I jumped off that cliff and we had the most amazing experience ever. We traveled Europe with our kids for three months, uh, backpacking, like we, were, like we were 20 year olds, but almost 40 with Which our little... <laughs> And then, you know, I, I took another job um, here, in, here in Alberta and with one of my mentors, actually, and it, everything was going really great and he passed away. Oh, wow. And then I was forced to um, quickly pivot and move on to the same type of work, but with another company. And I just, it just wasn't a good fit. And then I really had to just sever that that connection and move on to the thing that I was really meant to do, which was work with my partner and fill in all the things that she doesn't do to help her business grow. And that's how I got here. So who was more freaked out about you not getting a job? Definitely me. <laughs> I, I am the chess player. I have to have everything set up. I need to be able to see my future, you know, three or four moves ahead and when, you know, things didn't go my way and I, I had to take that next leap and walk away from that career and become an entrepreneur and quickly replace my salary, which was terrifying. I went from, you know, six figure to zero very quickly. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. I mean, there, there was pressure, right? There was pressure to build, build and grow the business and then keep, keep scaling it upwards and be an owner now. I've never done that before. What has been the most pleasant surprise? Like when people would ask me when I left corporate, cause I had a similar situation. I had the fancy job, six figure income, not even working that hard, huge benefits, expense account. And I left that to open my first business. Um, which I always say, you don't want to have that conversation with your mother about how you left this <laughs> your job with the expensive account to open your own business. But, yeah, I've had that conversation. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so the thing that was pleasantly surprising to me, honestly, was networking. Like the fact that there's literally hundreds of entrepreneurs all looking to help each other. Yeah. So what has been something you didn't anticipate you know, it's okay. So it's going to sound weird, but I don't mind waking up at 5am and just starting. 
I agree. You I know, know, like, like this, is, these are people that I care about. Like I said earlier, like these are actually people that I care about. And if their job succeeds, then I'm a success. And, you know, just that whole, like you said, you know, the, the whole tide rises, right? Yes, all boats, when the tide goes up, all boats rise. Yes. Yeah. So I just, uh, yeah, that's what gets me up in the morning. And I'm never resentful. So that's how I know I'm doing what I want to do. What I absolutely life. agree with you. I was never the morning person. I mean, like, violently never the morning person. I cannot underemphasize enough how much <laughs> I was so not the morning person. And now I'm up and ready to go and have and, and excited about what I'm doing. Well, the first week after we met you, um, I, I was waking up at 4 a.m. Just without even the alarm clock. I was just up at 4. I'm like, oh, my God, Aaron needs me to do so many things. And I had so many, so many things planned. And, and, and I was just doing that consistently without an alarm clock. I was just getting up and I was just ready to rock. So isn't that you know you're doing the right thing. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah. It's an amazing feeling to look, to scroll through Facebook and watch all your non-entrepreneurial friends post the Wednesday hump days and the I hate Mondays and have no, no response to that other than, well, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a book. I'll plug my own book coming out. It's called every day is garbage day. And, and then it is about that life. And Honestly, now I swear I'm battling the clock because I want to do so much every day. Every day is Friday now. Right. It's like, holy smokes. And even, and I'll still wake up on Saturday and get a bunch of stuff done, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. What has been, let's flip it. What's, what was the, the downside? What, what's happened that? Um, you know, I would say the only downside is, um, it's hard to turn it off. Sure. You know, like I, I get up at five and I'll work till 11 and I want to get a lot of stuff done. And yeah, the, the downside is the balance. That's what, I, that's what I wanted to talk to you about is the balance yeah. and just remembering what's the most important thing. And that's my marriage and that's my kids Good. and my business, you know, I'm sorry to say it, but it's third. It should be third. It should, you know, and this is the other thing that I watch people do. And I will be the first one to tell you that there are times in your business where, yes, you're going to work the 12 hour days, but it is not sustainable to create that business model. It has to have a time limit on it, or you get resentful, you get burnt out. You're, you've got kids to go play with. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, and, and the thing is, is what's the point of building all of this if we were just going to get divorced or, right. you know, like miserable. miserable, I said, I never, I didn't, I always say I didn't leave a six figure income to be miserable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's going to go on my gravestone. There you go. Well, <laughs> that, and there's been a couple times where like target gives an employee discount. I want 30 days of a target job and a small problem with wine. If I can 30 yeah. days, you know, just for just enough for a break, just enough for a break. Exactly. I hope you're enjoying this conversation about what can happen when you are ready to step into being the person you need to be for success. If you're looking for some inspiration, motivation, and some actual things you can do to help you become the person it takes, 
you are going to want to join an amazing group of entrepreneurs at the Ready to Conquer virtual event on May 6th through 8th. In just three days, we're going to dive deep into how to command your own plan so you can dictate your own outcome, how to work on your business and not stay stuck working in your business. And seriously, build the business you dreamed of when you first decided to become an entrepreneur. Just go to conqueryourbusiness.com backslash ready to conquer and grab your ticket now. So tell me more, you, you know, you about the family, the conversation with the grandparents when you about my parents <laughs> oh my goodness. yeah I remember walking away from my my first job and I loved that job and all my friends were there but I just knew that that chapter was over and I mean so many people listening can relate to this that our parents are those people that did that one job for 30 years happily didn't say you know and there was lots of times where I was reflecting am, am I being ungrateful to this career that gave me so many things. A- am I asking too much? Do I deserve this to, to move on and try and fail and get up and, you know, make, make something for myself, you know, not just be a cog in a giant, you know, machine. Yep. So yeah, my mom, wow. Did she lecture me? <laughs> and my dad was pretty quiet, but my mom, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to articulate that I love haters. Like I love it when people tell me I can't do something that that is my gasoline. That is that thing that I, I almost wish people, my, like every time my parents told me I couldn't do something or that I should, or should take the safe way. I always had to prove. Yeah. I always say, if you want to, if you want to get me to do anything, it's the, I bet you can't, Yeah, you can't fill in the blank. Yeah. I just wish I had that person with, with me. It's like, oh, I bet you can't make a million dollars. Well, now I have to go make a million dollars. Like, I'll figure- how to do it for yourself. Yeah. What was the biggest surprise as far as the work? You know, one of the, a couple of the pitfalls that I talk to a lot of people about when you leave a job and you become an entrepreneur and you mentioned it, you were a cog in a, in a machine. It is a very different animal going from a job where no matter how autonomous your job, no matter how big and fancy your job, you're still a piece of a process. The work shows up. Right. When you're an entrepreneur, there is no process that you haven't created. You have to create the work. Right. Have you found, I mean, I know how you attack everything with research and learning and then taking a lot of action, but have you found yourself like, where do you find yourself stuck? Um, you know, I, my biggest challenge right now um, is my homework, is working on our own business. That, that's really my biggest challenge. Um, we're at, we really are at the point where we need to start growing uh, by having like a, a contractor or a subcontractor for certain, certain things so that I can free up my time because right now I have a job and I need to turn myself from an employee into an owner again. Right. I basically created all of this, all of these things that I do, but but now I I need to hand them off. Right. And I need to go off the next cliff. Exactly. 
And I didn't think that that was going to happen. I, I really didn't think so, but I need to be able to scale. Right. And I need to take it to that next level and I need to be me like the, I, I really think that's what sets us apart from other agencies is we are us. Nobody else is us. Absolutely. It, and if you want to work with us um, and, and, you know, it's mutual and we want to work with you, it's uh, we'll make it happen, you know? Well, and, and what you're talking about is exactly what happens. You jump off this cliff, you leave a job, you decide to be an entrepreneur and you find what essentially becomes a new comfort zone. Right. You find your new comfort zone. And one of the biggest challenges I watch entrepreneurs go through is getting over that hurdle of solopreneur entrepreneur and into business owner moving from the do it all yourself and yeah you hire vendors or contractors here and there to help do little things but how do you build a team right and that was i mean that's the beauty of business like i'm not a business expert by any means but i love learning that's Mm -hmm my thing. And I didn't realize how quickly we would be successful. And I would actually have to take the things that I really enjoy doing and ask for help from a a new employee and say, look, I need you to do this so that I can help grow the business so that there could be more employees to do what needs to be done. And and that becomes for me, and I, I know you would feel the same way. And I know that's why when we have conversations about hiring people. And I know Connie got real nervous the first time I said it, but really by the second conversation, she was starting to have a different view. One of the amazing things that happens as an entrepreneur is you don't just get to help your clients, but the idea of employing people, to me, that was like, wow, what a thing to do. Like, yeah, I had some great mentors. I had some great mentors in my corporate world. I had some horrible bosses. What a thing to do to be able to not just be a manager because I got promoted, but to hire people, you know, period, hard stop. What an amazing thing to be able to do for somebody. Yeah. And, and inspire, you know, the next, the, the next person, you know, down the line, even as a tradesperson, I had bad people mentoring me and, you know, I could see, the, the old ways, you know, like carry my tools, you, know, <laughs> you, you got to earn your stripes kind of thing. But I, I really never wanted that for anybody that worked um, with me or, or just underneath me, like learning. Uh, I always wanted that, you know, I always wanted them to eat first before I ate to make sure that they were taken care of. And I can, I can totally see as an, as an owner that I would do the exact same thing. And, and, you know, try and benefit other people's lives. And, you know, when everything gets back to normal, have a real Christmas party with. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. I love buying the team gifts and yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so much fun to do that. And I think um, I've learned to use that to also help me hire more team and take jump off the next cliff. Right. But, and my, my advice to anybody out there that wants to do something like this is, is not easy there is so much reprogramming of your mind that you have to do. And there comes a point where you're going to need an Aaron to, you know, punch through that concrete block in your head and get you to that next, 
to that next level because your brain will try and stop you. All the time. I have, yeah, I have three people who I work with. On different I have one of my clients said this to me and, and I started laughing because it was something I would been thinking to myself, the bigger your business, the more coaches I need. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's true. You need, you need that person that's going to squash all your self-doubt because they don't care. They don't care about your self-doubts. You know, your, your voices in your own head are your own worst enemy. And when you have a coach stomping on those voices and just telling you that you can do this. I always say borrow, borrow their belief. I always say borrow their belief in you, borrow my belief in you. Sure. Sure. And the military does that, right? I mean, they squash any, it doesn't matter what you think. If your boss, if your commanding officer tells you to do something, you do it. Even if you think it's impossible. Because they, right. And that, that's how that works. That's also why they hire children. <laughs> that's why they all are 18 and 19 years old. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. They strip you down and they make you a machine. I'm trying to think because I think, uh, what have I not asked you about leaving corporate or working with your spouse? I love the divide and conquer. I know that we went over that. Um, the respect was there. I think one of the things is putting yourself under this type of pressure is going to put a microscope magnifying glass to any underlying issues in a relationship. Yeah. And for sure. I mean, and there's, there's so you guys much are so funny. I laugh all the time because you're very playful with each other <laughs> and then she will just shut you down. <laughs> <laughs> She's, you know what? She really amazes me because she is way more professional than I am. And I come from a corporate background and she's always been this solo entrepreneur and she is the best. Seriously. I watch her and I'm amazed at how good of a closer she is and how pro she is. And then there's me. I just like to laugh and goof around and I make people comfortable. And I, I don't know why she wants me to be a, a closer, but she's a natural born closer. Like I, I, I'm that relationship. Right. You're, you build rapport. She holds the vision. Yeah. She holds the vision. And, but uh, I mean, you know, from seeing both of us is that we do fill in each other's yes. weaknesses, like a hundred percent. And I know that's why we'll always be together. And it's just, yeah, she works upstairs. I work in the basement. <laughs> and, you know, once in a while we get together and we play a board game at lunchtime. Right. We meet, Mike and I meet in the kitchen. We let the dogs out when it's not, you know, when it's not snowing, we actually go stand outside for a minute while the dogs run around the yard. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we always, the one thing that we always do, and this is a huge tip for everybody, is you walk every day with your spouse. Nice. Yes. You can talk, you can talk through anything. And it's not confrontational because you're standing beside each other and you're just walking. Right. No, I that, think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. So we, that, that has always been our, like my grandparents kind of instilled that in me that they walked every day. And sure enough, when we first started dating, when we were 15, that's all we did was we walked and eventually we held hands and we just became best friends, just walking and talking because there was really nothing else to do. We didn't have a car. <laughs> nice. So if people want to get a hold of you, whether it's about 
what you can do for them professionally, elevating their brand, the, the branding kits, the elevated website, all that amazing work, or have a conversation with you about this idea of partnership that, as I'm witnessing, can really bring a business to the next level when you have that right connection. What is the easiest way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, definitely go to uh, kpdesign.ca. Uh, you can uh, email me at uh, alex.kpdesign at gmail.com. And we will take a look at your brand, your brand strategy, any type of uh, social media ads that you want to do, Google ads. We help you get noticed by uh, any means necessary. We will sure, just kind of showing their best, presenting their best self from a business perspective. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. My favorite, and I had to plug this because this is my favorite Aaron quote. He's like, is your brand stuck in sixth grade or are you ready to elevate? Right. That was an awesome conversation. Is your brand stuck in sixth grade and you're trying to graduate college? <laughs> exactly. So the whole KP design fundamental is elevating your brand and getting noticed because the thing that I like to talk to everybody about is how much other businesses are paying so that you are not found. So yes. that's our goal is to help our, our clients get found. Well, and I think one of the reasons we get along so well is also is, and have fun doing it. Oh, and exactly. Yeah. It can all be fun. Yeah. It even says that on our website when you get there. Uh, mine does too. It says, and yes, <laughs> we have fun doing this. I don't do anything for very long. It's not fun. No, exactly. Um, I helped one of our clients, uh, with one Google ad and he booked for the entire fall. He's never had that happen. Oh my God, that's awesome. For one Google ad and my whole body just lit up on fire because I was so excited that I took, it was me. Like, I mean, I took his business yeah. to that next level with one ad. I mean, results may vary, but. <laughs> right. We can't promise that for everybody, but it's true. I mean, and when you are as excited about your client's success, as they are, you really can't fail. Looks so great talking to you. I'm thrilled to be having you involved in our upcoming event in May. We'll be putting all your links in the show notes so everyone can get a hold of you. Thanks, Erin. It was awesome. a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Aaron page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.